life isn't your average podcast. We record in-person interviews, we have real unscripted conversation, and there are no limits to the questions we will ask. And we learn the truths about what it takes to run a business from visionary entrepreneurs. My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the host of this weekly show. The intention behind our content is simple, and that is to help you live and lead your most visionary life. In each episode of the podcast, we chat about what it looks like to live an inspired life in our chosen career paths and entrepreneurial ventures, in our health, and in our daily routines. Each episode features conversations with people who are living life a little bit differently, from six-figure business owners who have created the company of their wildest dreams, to startup entrepreneurs who vulnerably share the highs and lows of turning their passion into a lifelong project. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread. And that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. However, for many of us, somewhere along the path, someone told us to hide it, to play small, to play safe. This show will help you break down those beliefs and inspire you to live life on your own terms, to take more risks, to actually follow your heart and set bigger goals, and to make tiny leaps each day that will lead you towards living your most visionary life. It's in you, it's in all of us, so let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Visionary Life. I am obsessed with creating this show for you on a weekly basis, and I hope you know that. It really does fill my cup up to plan it, record it, and edit it. So in turn, I hope so, so desperately that it does the same for you when you tune in. This week is quite monumental for us because we have our second ever official show sponsor. And because of this, I wanted to hang out and explain a little bit more about why this is so exciting for the Visionary Life podcast. When I reflect on the journey of creating this show, I can truly say that I never intended for it to become a source of income. But of course, I was tuned into the possibility of generating a good income from various avenues in the podcasting world, particularly through show sponsors. So fast forward to eight months into this show, and we've officially started generating revenue, which I'm so proud of. I view show sponsors on other podcasts that I listen to not as a nuisance or as content that dilutes the quality of their show, but rather as an audio high five to the team that produces the show. You see, having a brand or business say that they want to sponsor your content is the best pat on the back or gold star or positive testimonial of the work that I do or that other podcasters do. It allows us to elevate the amount of time that we're able to devote to our shows and to improve the quality of the content for you. All this to say that when you hear a sponsor on a podcast, please don't skip through, but instead recognize that a brand willing to sponsor a podcast, no matter how big or small, is applauding a small or large business owner and encouraging them to keep going for their dreams and delivering free content to their audience. So explore show sponsors, support them, and more than anything, I just want you guys to keep sharing this medium of podcasting with those who haven't discovered it yet so that more ears can tune into the content that we put out for you for free. Okay, on to the show this week. So we are interviewing Emmy and Alyssa from Well To Do. 
These two ladies are the power duo behind Well-To-Do, which I just said. <laughs> As we know, there's a lot of amazing stuff going on in the wellness scene these days, but where do you go to stay on top of it all? That's where Well-To-Do comes in. Well-To-Do is all about being your go-to for the latest and greatest in everything fitness, nutrition, and wellness that Toronto has to offer. I have been a subscriber of their newsletter for many years, and I have always found so much value in it. And granted, I love opening email newsletters. I not I know not everyone does, but they tell us about epic events in the community. Um, they highlight visionary entrepreneurs and badass women in the health industry. They highlight trendy and effective new fitness classes. They share what the hype is, what's new and noteworthy, and so, so much more. These ladies literally had me in stitches from the moment I walked into their apartment and till the time I left. And they're funny, kind, hardworking, and above all, Emmy and Alyssa are visionaries. And I'm so excited to share their story of launching Well-To-Do. I know you're going to adore the episode, so if you do, please pause the show, open your iTunes app, and leave us a rating and a review. You can find the ladies of Well-To-Do at www.welltodo.ca or check the podcast or show notes for the rest of their links. Enjoy. So hi, Alyssa and Emmy. Welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. So you two are simplifying the health, wellness, and fitness scene here in Toronto with your incredible online platform and community called Well-To-Do. Uh, I know myself, I've been loving being subscribed to your weekly newsletter hey, because right? <laughs> it puts me in touch with what's happening on a weekly basis, right? And there's always events that I end up clicking through to, buying tickets for. And Great news. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I thank you for creating such a wonderful community, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so before we jump in with all things well-to-do, why don't we let the listeners get to know you a little bit? So we will start with rapid fire. Um, maybe, Emmy, we can start with you. Uh-oh. So <laughs> what, <All right. laughs> what is your favorite meal to cook at home or to dine out to? Um, oh man, that's tough. But I really like making curries because I feel like you can really just put whatever veggies you have and you just, it just becomes mm-hmm. good because there's curry and there's spice, that anything spicy. Delicious. Do you do like slow cooker or is it in the pot? Yeah, in the pot. Okay. I'm lazy. I do the slow cooker. <laughs> um, when you feel stressed or overtired, what's your ritual? Uh, meditating is really important. Um, I also really love baths, especially with a very expensive all-natural bath bomb. That mm. seems to really enhance my experience. I love this. I love the wittiness <laughs> that comes into play. Where are we buying these expensive yeah, bath bombs? Uh, the detox market. <laughs> oh, yes. Great prices. Um, what's your workout of choice if you only have one hour? I like lifting weights, squats, deadlifts, all that kind of stuff. Have you found a gym close by, or do you do that at home? Yeah, Move Fitness is really close. Alyssa and I both love going there, and my husband are in the process of building a gym in our basement. Mm. So we were saying before the show that it's currently a man cave in the basement, but then maybe well, now it'll get be it'll piece. be half man cave and half gym, <laughs> which is my cave. Oh yeah, <laughs> every woman needs a cave. Yeah. Come on, yeah. And where did you grow up? I actually grew up living all over the place. I'm originally from the U.S., but I lived in like six different countries. Moved okay. to Canada in 2003, though, so I've been here for a long time. Awesome. What brought you to Canada? 
Uh, my dad's job. We moved to Calgary, and then I moved to Toronto. I had I have not left yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> and you just bought a home, right? Exactly. So you're not leaving. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Alyssa, let's go to you with okay. some rapid fire. So, what's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I want to say some sort of like really interesting self-care thing, but I guess technically now it's feeding my child. Okay, a million yeah. times a day. <laughs> I guess that is non-negotiable. Very non-negotiable, right? That's my one. Because honestly, everything else is up in the air now, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes I get to shower, and maybe not. Sometimes I don't. And for context, you have a three and a half three month, month old at home. Yeah. But so. look at her nails, though. They're beautifully painted. I did painted. paint my nails. Yeah. So she has some time. You're finding the self. Yeah, I paint my own nails. Because it takes less time. That's a life hack. Yeah. Yes. You're not going out to the salon for it. Exactly. Um, is there a book or a podcast you're loving right now? Well, we love yours. Oh, obviously. Um, but like, I, also, I haven't listened, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also listen to um, How I Built This. Ah, I NPR. love that. Um, I just love hearing entrepreneur stories. I think it's so inspiring. Very cool. Uh, what's your workout of choice if you only have an hour? Lifting also. Both of you. This yeah. is what we bond over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see why you became friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and where did you grow up, Alyssa? I am a fourth generation New Yorker. Okay. Um, so I've only lived in Toronto for two years. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what do you think of the city so far? I love it. I love it. I'm oh, like, amazing. people look at me like I'm nuts when they ask me that question. I'm like, I like Toronto. It's just like a slower pace because anybody who's from anywhere other than New York would be like, Toronto's slower than anything. <laughs> yeah, wait, but what? It is, but it's a slower. I, I was just in New York this past weekend and. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just like, I'm not even cut out for it anymore. Yeah. I've only been here for two years. Wow. <laughs> it's funny. Every time I go home to visit my family in Kitchener, which is just an hour from yeah. here, they're always like, you walk and move so fast. So I'm like, I think that's just what Toronto has taught me. Yeah. I can't slow down. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, so why don't we kind of zoom the lens back a little bit and chat about well-to-do and how you launched this online business. So maybe one of you can take the lead here, but what is well-to-do and what does it encompass? Um, so we are a uh, website, email newsletter, and um, occasionally events company covering all things fitness and wellness in the Toronto area and beyond. Um, so our goal is to keep our readers uh, ahead of the curve in all things wellness. Um, so what we'll do is we'll sort of focus on global trends with a local focus. So we might tell you that um, group meditation is a huge trend and then we'll tell you where to find it in Toronto. Mm. Um, so quiet company, for example, yeah. one of our Very cool. Places. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> that she just opened a studio. Yes. I love that tagline of global trends, local focus. Is yeah. that a mission statement or a core value of yours? Or did it you might just be now, I just sort of just, it just came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very concise way. Right, to, yeah, and it's amazing. honestly yeah. that's how I see well-to-do, like you are kind of showing me what's in right now yeah. across the globe, but I love that you're actually able to interview a studio owner in Toronto yeah. or share an event that I can literally go to that's five steps away from my house or my office. Um, I think and- another important part of that too is that we bring up trends, we bring up topics that are sort of relevant right now, but we we connect you with the experts either on a worldwide level or on a local level. You could tell you more about the science behind something. Like we just did a feature on natural sunscreen it's it's so important and all of us like we just don't know how bad normal sunscreen is and so we connected with the people who are making these natural sunscreens on why it's important to spend the money and make the switch and you know here's the few things you need to avoid rather Mm -hmm. than trying to be experts ourselves on everything yeah exactly it's i think that's sort of the culture now is that it's easy to say that you're an expert on everything and we never wanted to do that we always wanted to say you know we what we are the experts on is aggregating 
all of that information and bringing all the experts together and giving you all that information in one place mm -hmm. um, and interviewing them and getting the real, the real knowledgeable people to tell us. Would you say that you're curators of content? Would yeah. that be an appropriate word for it? Yes. Yeah, sure. And I think that truly in itself is a <coughs> talent. Um, not everybody has the foresight to see a trend or catch a piece um, of an article that is you know, newsworthy and able to pull that together. And I think that's exactly what the two of you do. I mean, even the fact that you talk about natural sunscreen, it's something that obviously right now, a lot of people want to know about, and mm -hmm. you've been able to capture that, ask an expert to give you the download yeah. and uh, bring that to the masses, which is really cool. So when did the idea for your online platform, well to do first come into your minds? Was it one of you versus the other? And then you asked, um, so it was an initial, Alyssa wasn't initially in the picture, but um, it sort of be uh, became because we're all new to Toronto. Like I've, I've been here for seven years now, so I'm not really new. <laughs> But like I was in school and so it was a bit different, but not knowing sort of where to find all the cool stuff that's going on. And I would, I would read about events afterwards and be like, oh man, like, ah, oh, I would have loved to go there. And so I wanted to find a place. We didn't really find a place where that all was. Like Blogtio has event listings, but it has like everything. Mm -hmm. We want something with a focus on wellness. And so we actually met at an impact kitchen and just like totally saw eye to eye on the vision and like how the, the site should move forward. And so we've been doing it to just the two of us now for a year, mm -hmm. which has been amazing. Cool. Um, let's kind of break that apart a little bit. Yeah. I feel as though there are a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who actually are a little bit nervous to take the leap on their own and they wish to meet someone who they could align their vision with. So how did the two of you meet and how did that conversation come up? Like of, you know, eventually starting this business? Well, we met through a friend of a friend and Alyssa, because she's so ballsy, was like, had been in Toronto for what, like two, three yeah. months. And she's like, I'm going to throw a fitness professionals networking event. To I love it. I Go get her attitude. <laughs> yes. And so our friend invited us there and we got to chatting and she's got this amazing journalism background and loves to write, had been a writer sort of in a previous life, in yeah. this life. And so it just really, those skill sets really worked out together. And then we have a lot of things in common, which is amazing. And so we get along, we have a lot of fun while we're doing it too. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Yeah. And so was the business kind of born on day one or did you hang out and get to know each other and then start discussing this or was well, it an immediate thing? So it was already sort of there, like another girl and I were working on it. Yeah. Um, but she sort of has gone into other things. And so Alyssa just had come on board just as a contributor at first. And then when the other girl was sort of not interested in doing it anymore, she just came on board with me. And we just took it over and sort of spun it in our direction. Mm -hmm. And we got a new website done. Yep. We focused a lot more on our newsletter. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great. Awesome. Do you yeah. feel as though in this partnership you each bring complementary skills? Absolutely. Um, as, do you work on different pieces of the business, would you say? Yeah. So I do a lot of the if you if there's ever articles where you don't see a contributor's name attached to it, I've usually written that. Um, and I do the editing. Um, Emmy does all of our backend stuff, so all of our formatting, all of our SEO, and she manages our amazing team of contributors. So mm -hmm. she helps give them assignments, um, make sure they're getting into all the events that we want them to cover. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I think one of the things that really stands out about your platform is that you do bring in a lot of contributors, and I was kind of reading through some of the people that you've brought on board. Um, walk us through the journey of finding partners and how you work with them specifically. Well, we're, we're really lucky in that people come to us and they want to write for us, hmm. which is great. So what we did, we sat down and sort of came up with a, a set of contributor guidelines. 
So sort of what we look for in a piece, how long we need it to be, what kind of photos, how many photos, sort of expectations. And so when someone inquires if they're interested, we send that out to them. And then if it sort of works going forward, then we just try to help edit their articles. And, and Alyssa really just works on teaching them their voice. And a lot of what contributors do for us is oftentimes we'll get invited to events we can't go to. I mean, she has a baby mm-hmm. and I have you know other things going on in my yeah. life sometimes. Time is limited. So we send contributors to represent us at events, which helps, which helps us to maintain our connections and be out in the community and be like, hey, well, to do was there. Mm-hmm. But maybe yeah. not Emmy and Alyssa all the time. If you're yeah. ever on our Instagram and you see us at like three different events in one night, it's, yeah. it's not... It's not us at the same yeah. events all night. It might not even be at any of them. Yeah, it's true. We just we have our little team, and they just they go out and they do, and it's it's nice for them too because then they get to go to a lot of these events as well. And a lot of them who want to continue writing, they get writing clips out of it, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and like Emmy said, yeah, we'll sit with our writers and kind of work with them on their voice so that every time you read a well-to-do article, you know that it's well-to-do. It's the same mm-hmm. voice throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important is to have consistency and to not just yeah. you know have that free-for-all and yeah just send us whatever article you want you've got a process it sounds like you've implemented a system as Mm -hmm. well you've got your set expectations you're probably not crafting a brand new email to everyone who wants to contribute right and I think (laughs) as entrepreneurs this is something that often takes people years to learn that you cannot be you know doing custom email templates to every person asking you the same question if someone is repeatedly asking something similar make a process, make a system exactly. and, you know, just bookmark it in your Google docs and then copy paste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you sometimes have to learn that the hard way. Um, okay. So Emmy, you work full time. You mentioned in addition to running well to do, do um, so what does a balance look like for you when you have a full time gig that probably takes upwards of 40 hours a week and then balancing your side hustle of well to do? I mean, I think a lot of it, I really enjoy the well to do stuff that we do. Um, so I'll often do it after work or at night, you know, when you're watching TV, um, stuff like that. I think in terms of balance, it's just, I find balance just through meditating and make sure I take time for me and then everything mm-hmm. just sort of seems to fit together, which sounds really bizarre, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some weeks that are really busy. Like we have, there was a week, a couple of weeks that we had like five different events yeah, on five different days and, and that was like a little bit much. And so after that, you kind of have to just like take some time and recharge and, and all that. But I think it's yeah. good. Like it's important communication with the team and Alyssa and I communicate very well. And so that makes it easy. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's true. You kind of have to go through those really busy seasons yeah. to realize, okay, I can't say yes to everything. Yeah. And yeah. Like, maybe I do need to <laughs> schedule in family time. So I'm not saying yes to every single fitness event. Yeah. You know, there's tons going on. Um, Emmy, let's stay with you for a sec. I read, I loved, you said your favorite wellness practice was curling up with your cat, a good book, and a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, Has your self-care practice always been so nourishing and soulful, or has this evolved over the years? It's also cats plural now. Yeah, I have two cats now. Oh, with your cats. So that sounds so cozy. I mean, I think I've always been a bit of a book nerd since I was a kid, so it's definitely, that's that's been since I was a little kid. Cool. I didn't really realize it was a self-care thing until I got older. Yeah, and you before had I less just, time before. before I just thought I liked to read, and I was a nerd. But now I'm like, oh, self-care. Now you're Huga. Read. So it's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huga with my slippers. Yeah. What's Huga? It's, oh. <laughs> it's the Danish practice of being cozy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just means coziness. I heard of it. Yeah. Is there an article so about this Before that, it was just oh, there is. Being, there yeah. is. Okay. Before, like, it was a trend, it was just called being a couch potato, but now it's cool. <laughs> no, now no. It's, now it's wellness. <laughs> 
No, yeah. but it's in, in the Swedish way, you have to have like a really nice flannel. You have to have like fuzzy yeah. slippers, really nice leggings. Yeah, much like all of just, them now. Just soft expensive. enough, expensive. <laughs> Some really good, you know, chaga, mushroom, or reishi tea. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's getting expensive. So I can't be yeah. in my oversized boyfriend t-shirt eating a bag of chips. You, you is can't what be in a snuggie is, like, is what we're getting at. Okay. <laughs> I have to oh be in my... You can't be in like a snuggie and Uggs. That's not Huga. No. I mean, you can eat chips, though. If you're me, you can eat yeah, chips okay. and call it self-care. Fair enough. Okay. I'm glad that you offered You need like a dip tea candle. <laughs> yeah. like... But they need to be like organic kettle chips. Yeah. Just to be clear, no sugar yeah. added. No. No. Not in canola oil, right? Yeah, not ruffles, not dressed. <laughs> Self-care is getting real complicated. Your, your blanket has to be like hand-knit by people in like the sure mountains bus. of Peru. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know where the alpaca was sourced from. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, okay, so Alyssa, yes. you're a busy mom. You work. You're running <laughs> yeah. well to do as well. Yeah. What is balance currently like for you, or does it exist? I don't know that balance exists right now, but I'm trying to make it exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, after I, I had been running a um, marketing consulting business um, while running well to do as well. And then um, my main client, which is Impact Kitchen, um, brought me on full time. Uh, about a month ago. So was that I, unexpected transition? We've been talking about it for a while. Um, and I kind of knew that I was going to go back to work pretty mm-hmm. early. That's just who I am. Um, I can't really just sit. So I became full-time. I'm their director of marketing now. Um, so yeah, I would say it's, it's all about trying to find a bit of a balance between all the things. The nice thing is there is quite a bit of overlap between what we do at Well2Do and what I do at Impact Kitchen. So um, it's a lot of working with the same brands and the same studios um, and then just trying to be present as much as possible for my small human. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try really hard to kind of do the work that I have to do in one period and really sit down. And, and that's kind of the cool thing is that in between baby feedings, you have this limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of learn to just be incredibly efficient. Yeah. So I just sort of like get my work done while she's sleeping and then I'm present with her when she's awake. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a true believer that, you know, we can often accomplish in two hours what it takes the average person eight hours to do yeah. simply because if that's all the allotted time you have, you're going to get it done, right? Yeah. Yep. Whereas sometimes in office culture, I mean, I've been there and I walk around, I chit chat with people for two hours a day. I'm on a two hour lunch. Yeah. It's like, I did not do eight hours of work. If I was at home, I could have had such a more concise day. So you have meetings about meetings. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure as a mom, you've learned the lesson that, yeah, when you have that window of opportunity to get stuff done, it's like, okay, it's yeah. game on, baby. Let's go. Um, I read that online, one of your favorite wellness practices, Alyssa, is meditation and earthing. <laughs> what? I think you it's on. Know that's in my bio. It is on your website. Can you share with us what earthing is <laughs> yeah. and what your practice of earthing is like? So much like how huga <laughs> is just a fancy word for couch potato, yeah. um, earthing is literally just a fancy wellness term for walking barefoot in the grass. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's but what I, I just I like that it's I like that it's a thing now. Um, I have always been that sort of like walk around in nature barefoot kind of person or not even nature. I also once walked around giant stadium for a Grateful Dead concert barefoot, um, which I don't recommend. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, in retrospect, I don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just sort of always like that. I think there's something really nice about 
getting to a new place that you've traveled to, taking off your shoes and just connecting to, <laughs> to the place that you're in. Absolutely. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Teamy Blends. So Teamy contacted me a few months back to become a show sponsor. And I'll be honest, I had my hesitations. I'm a coffee drinker and I've only really ever wished to become a tea drinker because I've never found a taste or a blend that I really, really like. So I asked Teamy to send a few of their teas so that I could try. And lo and behold, I was brewing it up for Dave and I as soon as I got the package and they taste incredible. Their packaging is also adorable and the tumbler that they sent me is perfect for loose leaf tea as well. So I received the 30 day detox program, which involves drinking one or two of their tea blends each day. And their kit comes with a mini calendar that outlines exactly what to drink, when to drink it and how to consume it. It's literally brainless and extremely simple. As we transition into fall here in Canada, a detox can be so beneficial for your body in order to increase energy, rid your insides of toxic waste, improve your digestion, and so many other health benefits. This is something that I covered extensively in Holistic Nutrition School, and although I don't always complete a cleanse four times yearly with the seasons, fall and spring are two times that I'm so diligent about doing a more intense detox. This 30-day program is for everyone, and all you have to do is drink your teamy in the morning and drink the colon cleanse every other night. So I'm currently drinking their colon blend, which contains hawthorn berry, psyllium husk, rhubarb root, and valerian root, and it is delicious. I know you're going to love it. So head to teamyblends.com and use the discount code VISIONARYLIFE, all capitals, at checkout for 25% off any order over $49.99. And kind of while we're on this topic, can you offer any advice? Well, this is not on the earthing topic at all. (laughs) Going back to the balance of working, being a mom, can you offer any advice to anyone that's looking to start a side hustle while they have a lot of other things going on? Yeah, I think you have to know how important that side hustle is to you um, and decide how much of your time you want to dedicate to it. And is that going to be something that you eventually want to make your full-time gig and not just your side hustle mm-hmm. and then before you make the leap to making it your full-time gig you need to be really really sure that that's something that you believe in mm-hmm. um, because even if it's not something that's going to make you money right away as long as you really believe in it it'll make you happy mm-hmm. and I think you'll you'll be able to kind of find your groove from there mm-hmm. um, I also think just know what you're good at it's like I mentioned before, one of the things that I find kind of difficult to take is, is everybody feeling like they're an expert in something or a thought leader. Um, just know what you're good at and speak to that one thing confidently. Like you don't have to be everything, mm-hmm. right? We, Emmy and I actually both have expertise in a bunch of things and we still ask other people to contribute on those things. Yeah. So Emmy has her, do we call it Reiki certification, Reiki yeah. master? Um, just, just Reiki level one right Reiki now. Reiki level but, one. Mm-hmm. And I am a personal trainer. Well, I was. I don't do it anymore, but I have my certification. I have mm-hmm. my nutrition certification, but I would still rather get a registered dietitian to comment on something related to nutrition or get mm-hmm. somebody who's currently working as a trainer to comment on fitness for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, it's, it's important to know what you know and know what you don't know. Yeah. And I think that's also great advice too. It's like when you don't necessarily have the bandwidth to do it all, ask for help and, yes. you know, invite those contributors because there are people who want 
to be part of your vision that yeah. you've created. Yes. And uh, it sometimes just takes inviting them to join in and, and opening something up for them to support your uh, vision. So um, do you guys subscribe to the whole start with why? Like, did you come up with, you know, the whole why are we doing this in the very beginning? I know there's that Simon say, Sinek yeah. video that is very famous. I think it's the number one TED Talks. And he says, you know, it's not what you do, it's why you do it. And that should be the key pillar of every business. Was there ever kind of like a formal, you know, mission statement, vision statement for why you're doing what you're doing? And it's okay if not, I just, I like to ask if, you know, there was kind of a process behind it all. I mean, in my mind, we sort of alluded it in, into it in the beginning, like why is because we didn't really see this resource that was mm-hmm. so wellness focused. Like I, I see it as like, there's, there's news media, there's news outlets and they sort of cover everything that's in the city, but we sort of want to take that news and like put it, give everything a wellness lens, like a rose colored glasses, if you were, because mm-hmm. rose quartz is... the love love crystal (laughs) and just sort of like present wellness in Toronto in like a readable educated way that allows people to learn from it to know what's going on Mm -hmm. I think that was sort of our mission yeah you weren't finding what you were looking for it's also I mean in tackling the finding your why from a marketing standpoint right like you you're not going to have a successful business unless you are relieving some kind of pain point for the yeah. public, right? And for us, it was the fact that there, this didn't exist. There wasn't one place where people could find everything they needed to know about fitness and wellness, trends, events, mm-hmm. studios, product launches, all those kinds of things in one place. And so mm-hmm. we felt like we were relieving that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's how a lot of great businesses are born, thinking, yeah. hey, this doesn't exist yet, so I'm going to create it. Which yeah is why I both, or I believe both of you really are visionary minds. Like you saw something Thank that you. didn't exist. So um, because Well2Do is so much focused so on giving amazing content to your readers, I'd love to chat a little bit about content planning. As I know, there are a lot of business owners who listen to this podcast and uh, <laughs> they love hearing the nuggets of how we plan out content and what yeah. it looks like to have that creative process. So. Um, is there a process in place when you're thinking or planning upcoming content? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a running content calendar. Um, right now, we do uh, two articles and our wellness news feature every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the cool thing, the wellness news feature is something we launched somewhat recently. And the mm-hmm. cool thing about that is it gives us a platform for some of those smaller stories that we still want to give some love to, um, mm. but that maybe aren't going to be a full feature. Um, so for example, one of my favorite recent ones was um, finding out that Spencer Pratt from The Hills uh, <laughs> had launched his own wellness web series with MTV. Oh no. Right now, we weren't going to write a whole feature on that because in order to do that, I would want to interview somebody at MTV and it's a whole thing. And we were like, that's still a fun thing we want to tell people about. Um, so those are the kinds of things where it's if, if something new comes up or if we get a press release um, from one of the brands that we like but we don't necessarily want to do a bigger piece on it, it gives us the opportunity to sort of do those last minute things. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, a lot of it is just planned around um, the just being kind of timely with things. So for example, the sunscreen piece, we wanted to post that at the end of the week. You're going into the weekend, you're going to be outdoors. This is something that's important for people to know mm-hmm. as they go off into their weekend. Mm. Awesome. And I'm assuming you've followed somewhat of a consistent schedule since Well2Do launched, right? Like, has it always been two articles, one wellness news feature? No, it's become more content over time. Okay, so you've kind of grown with your audience and given them more as time passes. For sure. And I think now we're very consistent with the three 
the three things mm-hmm. a week. And then we've sort of hit a groove where yeah. it becomes sort of easy to do that because we know it's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as with a lot of things, consistency is actually one of the biggest factors in finding success, mm-hmm. right? Because if your readers are expecting an article every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you yep. go blackout for two months, yeah. they're going to go it. find another wellness blog, right? <laughs> exactly. And so I think that's really a nugget that we can learn from both of you is that, you know, find a schedule that is doable. Obviously, you don't want to overload yourself by saying, I'm going to post every single day. Yeah, no. But find what you're able to do, yeah. schedule it out. And of course, if you have to stray off course or if you know something exciting pops up, that's okay. Uh, but I think it's really important to have that accountability. And you know, there have been times when I've totally forgot about my own content calendar and then nothing happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really important to have that structure. Yeah. Um, just for the listeners, um, so they can get kind of insight on what your co- content calendar looks like. Is this like still a paper document? Do you guys share docs on Google? It's a Google Doc. It's yeah. a Google Doc? A Google Spreadsheet. Yeah, okay. a Google Spreadsheet. We're that... big into Google Spreadsheets. Mm. Yeah. We have a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. we've had a past <laughs> guest who also raved about them and I so absolutely good. love them too. Love them too. And it Um, is sort of like it's a combination of a brainstorm document and a an actual calendar. So it's this running list of like we both kind of throw things in as we think of them. And then if you want to get really granular, like when as soon as content comes in, that's bolded so we know that it already exists and that we've got a column to do uh, to list if we actually have the assets for it yet, Mm -hmm. who's editing it, who's getting the photos together, Mm -hmm. um, and then the date that it's actually running. Awesome. That's a great tip. And besides Google and Google Docs and that, (laughs) what would you say has been one of the most impactful tools, resources, Mm -hmm. tips, or tricks that has helped you to grow your readership and social following? Oh, good question. I I think, well, I think for as far as growing our readership, I would say probably collaborating with with experts. Mm -hmm. So um, we do, whenever we cover anything, a brand, um, an interview with an expert, um, anything like that, we, we ask them to also post about it, um, share it with their network. So mm-hmm. I think that's been pretty big for us. Um, yeah. Also getting some big names. So I think one of my most exciting gets yeah. for us was that we have an entrepreneur column um, called All In. And we interview, um, right now it's all female entrepreneurs. Um, about how they got started and some of their best hacks um, and their best advice. And we got Bobby Brown, mm, um, which amazing. was a, just huge. Yeah. Um, I literally thought, I was like, do they, do they know us? Like, did they mistake us for somebody else? It was just so, it was so exciting. So, um, yeah, we, we got her on. And anytime we have something like that, I think that helps um, give us a little more credibility and then also mm-hmm. bring in new readers as well. Yeah, and I mean, that's so important. That's also the beauty of social media is that, yes, you have your own little um, network, but once you start working with the people outside of your network, they actually start reaching to, you know, their masses as well. And it's just this multiplier effect. So I think we can't underestimate the power of partnerships, collaborations. That's why just sitting at home all day on your own phone or in your own mind is not always the best approach to building a business. You've got to yeah. get out there. You've got to meet people. You've got to ask them to work on behalf of you and promote yeah. you and talk yeah. about I mean, you. We really believe that you got, you have to meet people in person and like hang out with them and like forge real, real friendships, real community. Mm-hmm. I mean, one person who's been really good to us and really helpful for us is Rachel Melinda. Mm-hmm. So she's this like amazing, like dynamic nutritionist. I can't even yeah. remember how we met her, but like, yeah, I don't <laughs> but we met with her and she's helped us with a bunch of pieces since. And 
just like she and I actually did this awesome article on like mistakes in the grocery store. So we went to Loblaws together and like snuck my camera in <laughs> and like took pictures of stuff to like do pictures for the article. Yeah. And it was just so fun. And then she reposted yeah. that. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's just been so good. And, you know, you might smell the bone broth, right? So I'm a big fan of bone Ooh. broth. So I'm making some. And then instead of me telling you my recipe, we got Rachel Melinda as a nut- holistic nutritionist to give readers her recipe and her reasons why it was important. So yeah. just building that, like making that connection in person has just been mm-hmm. so amazing for us. Yeah, and isn't that cool that you mentioned <laughs> one person who was able to then like open your eyes to probably mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other people yeah. and connect you. And exactly. again, it's just the power of getting conversation going because yeah. you just never know um, yeah, where that can lead. So yeah, super and there's, important. I mean, also I think one of the great things that we've been to recently was that the detox market event. Yeah. Um, there's a company oh. called Skin Owl. Um, yeah. She makes amazing skincare products. And um, the woman who runs it came in and she had, instead of just like your sort of standard event for media and influencers, she had a brunch and she handpicked like a couple of us to go. And it was just this, we just all sat there and had amazing conversation. People were on their phones briefly just to kind of like, you know, mm. Instagram the stuff on the table. And then we just sat and connected. Mm. And it was so, it was just a really kind of special yeah. event. Yeah, I think that I am very um, interested in learning more about that because I've been in a couple conversations lately. I still do some consulting work with uh, brand ambassador programs and influencer, um, kind of reaching out to them and sending them product. But I'm starting to realize that these influencers nowadays, they're quite inundated with events and with requests on behalf of brands. And it's coming to a point now where I think a lot of them are needing to say no to a lot of um, events that they're being invited to. But as a brand, we need to start thinking, okay, well, what can set this event apart? And, you know, like maybe we do want to just make it all about really having that strong connection in person. And so I just think it's a, it's definitely a hot topic on how the influencer event needs to evolve now that it's becoming more mainstream because there's only so much time in the day. These people do not want to attend the same event, you know, five times over where they just get a swag bag. Um, So for anyone in marketing, I think it's just something that needs to be thought about down the line of what's going to make your event stand out if Mm -hmm. you're going to continue to host these events. And And how are you really going to connect with people? I mean, because we've all seen the same influencer events on everybody's Instagram, but it just seems the same. Like it doesn't, people don't really seem engaged. They take pictures of the beginning, they take a picture during, they take a picture of the product they got. Mm -hmm. Like we've all seen that before. What's, how can you really engage your influencers? How can you get them to engage with the product in a different way? Mm -hmm. Like we talked about skincare a little bit, but we also learned about the founder and like her struggles with her skin and acne and why she Mm -hmm. created, like why did she start a natural skin line? And that's a huge Mm -hmm. risk that she took. And so we all got to share like our sort of entrepreneur stories and it was, it was incredible mm-hmm. yeah. in that way. And we did an event, um, I did something around the launch of the new juice menu at Impact Kitchen where mm-hmm. it was a juice tasting that we invited um, a bunch of influencers and media to come to. And so we had the creator of the new menu actually walk them through. He flew in from Miami and he wow. walked everybody through each one of the juices, the ingredients, the benefits, all those types of things. But then in addition to just kind of saying, hey, try this, we also asked everybody what they thought and actually took their feedback because 
we make the juices fresh in-house. Um, so we're able to actually tweak things based on their suggestions. Mm. And I think there's something exciting about feeling like they're yeah. actually part of, of influencing change. Yeah, I think people love being able to give their feedback and express yeah. you know, what they liked and didn't like. So yeah. that's a really important note that you say, yeah, if you're gonna host an event, like how can you get that two-way communication going yeah. versus I'm speaking at you here, this is my product. Yes. So. Very good nuggets. Yeah, I think it's definitely a concept that will continue to evolve, but um, for anyone in marketing or hosting these types of events, how can you make yours stand out is yeah. kind of the, the nugget there. Um, awesome. So let's talk about, you know, maybe the future of well-to-do. So do you have any plans for growth in the near future or are you kind of enjoying where you're sitting at right now? Um, I mean, yeah. we'd like to grow. Every day we sort of keep trying to grow our newsletter base. We think that's important. I think that's one of our key touch points is getting people engaged in the newsletter. And we have we have a great open rate compared to industry average, which is really exciting. So every time we see that, we're like, okay, good. People yeah, are opening engaged. these. They're not just sitting in, in their <laughs> inboxes because we all subscribe to a million newsletters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? Why is your open rate higher than an average open rate? <laughs> Hopefully it's because we're giving quality content. Yeah. Um, and Alyssa likes writes a really good taglines. <laughs> ah, and that's huge, right? It's yeah. the, the copy. Yeah, <laughs> my background is in journalism, so. Okay, cool. So I love doing that. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's about, that's about giving people really quality content. Mm -hmm. um, and we are just kind of focused on growing the newsletter. It is. I mean, being fully transparent, it is harder than it was before. My husband used to run an email newsletter and website as well. Mm -hmm. um, and when I talked to him about what he did for growth, the strategies he used are not strategies you can use anymore. Mm -hmm. He was really doing it in the heyday of email newsletters. Yeah. Um, now people are a lot more guarded about what they let into their inbox. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, you know, if you think about the fact that you can break news and break trends so quickly on Instagram, right? That do people, you really need to give people a reason to spend time reading something longer than a photo caption. Mm -hmm. um, are you giving them quality content? You can't just kind of expect people anymore to just take your newsletter and, and read all of your content. You need to give them a real reason for that and provide them with some serious value. Mm -hmm. So true. And you, there's still a place for the email newsletter. I definitely see that. And yeah. I myself love newsletters in my yeah. inbox. Uh, but you're right, I think it's really about focusing on quality and uh, not quantity like it used to be when you're in a funnel and it's just yeah. like blasting at you. No longer do I want to see 20 emails from the same person. Right. I used to subscribe way. to so many of those mm -hmm. newsletters and yeah. now I'm getting, you know, two, three. Yeah. And aside from your email newsletter, do you spend a lot of time on your Instagram page, your Facebook page, and how do you engage <laughs> your community that way, especially with the new Instagram TV yeah. and stories? <laughs> do well, you have time to keep up? No. So here's, here's the interesting thing. Most of our readers come from more organic searches. They don't come from Instagram. Our, like, our Instagram to reader transition rate is just not... It's not the same. It's as, not great, yeah. and it's just not worth spending a lot of time on. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's really smart on your behalf to know where your readership comes from yeah. Yeah. and to not be going into all these social media and marketing platforms no. blindly. You don't have to do no. it all. You yeah. can pick one thing like the email newsletter and mm -hmm. do it really, really well. And the yeah. website, the website. The website. We used to yeah. stress so much about Instagram and it just... Yeah. Yeah. There's just no, there's no bang for your buck. There's no value add in that stress. Mm -hmm. It's also less, I think, innate for both of us. We're slightly oh. out of the age demographic yeah, of most influencers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's not, 
this sort of just like really natural thing to just put ourselves out on Instagram all the time. And one of the things if you go into our feed now that you'll notice is that we've made a conscious effort to actually take ourselves off of it yeah. because we were really blurring that line between media company and influencers and we really don't want to go to that latter route. We really yeah. want to be clear that we are a media company. Yeah. So now, you know, is the engagement as high now that it's not photos of us? Absolutely not. But I think we just kind of have, we've had to feel like, all right, we're going to ride this out. Um, and people will connect with our content more and more as they realize that this is what it is now and that we're giving you quality content, not just photos of us doing things. Mm -hmm. And the, the engagement is down, but our website readership has stayed it's the up. same. Well, and it's, and it's, it's gone, gone up, up. Yeah. right? So mm -hmm. it's we've really discovered that we have to focus on what we care yeah. about and Instagram, like we're both, we're both older. We both have other things going on. Me storying, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. I have to really think about it. It is an all day yeah. job, honestly. <laughs> I swear to God. And some people, people do beautiful stories and I do and I'm like, cool. So it's a blurry, shitty picture. And it's here's, really dark. here's some white text and I tag someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. it's like, all right, we did it. Like, you know, no one's like, ever going to yeah. pay me to Instagram story. No, you're not going to. And you're not going <laughs> to see us. You're not going to see us unbox things. It's no. just kind of not. RMO like Instagram TV I find that fascinating I, good on you I don't I don't know how to do it I don't know yeah. I, it's, I don't even know how to watch it right <laughs> now quite frankly about it. So. <laughs> no I think this super is a great transparent conversation because it's people important. think they have to do it all and jump yeah, on every bandwagon and they see their friends doing yeah, just this don't. and that or they heard the latest marketing guru do this and that I'm just really happy to hear that you've you've put the time into finding what works for you and you're rolling with that. And but like if you yeah. are good at Instagram yeah. and you like it, do that. Yeah. 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 But mm -hmm. I don't really like doing it. Yeah. And Absolutely. honestly, since I had done a recent uh, sort of dive into our analytics and since February, our, um, our page views on our website have gone up 60%. Wow. And that is with putting ourselves less on Instagram. Yeah. So we're doing the content right, and mm -hmm. that's the, that's what we want to be doing. And my stress level has gone way down. Way down. So which is what it's all about, right? Yeah. This was never meant to be a stressful <laughs> stress pursuit. Stress level down, happiness yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you felt like you had to live on Instagram every day, oh, you probably wouldn't want to do this business no. anymore. No. Yeah. It's true. Um, so let's bring this full circle and, and kind of wrap it up here. What has been the most rewarding part of launching Well To Do? I think some of the friendships that we've made, yeah. um, we've met some amazing studio owners who we've really become close with, people I keep in touch with now, you know, people outside my normal circle. I work mm -hmm. in a corporate job, that's my sort of circle, now I have this amazing fitness circle. People in my corporate job ask wellness questions, I'm like, oh, here's a nutritionist you can talk to, here's an amazing mm -hmm. trainer, and these are like connections, friends that I have, and I think that's, for me, has been amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've yeah. learned so much. And I would How say the the growth that we've seen um i think where we've taken this to has been pretty incredible yeah. um and then also hearing from people how much they like us like yeah going to events and meeting people who are like oh my god you're well to do i get your mm -hmm. newsletter mm -hmm. that's there's something really wonderful about that person saying to us i let you into my inbox yeah every monday you know mm -hmm. i really like what you're doing and, and meaning that, you know, I can go and I can look and see that that person actually is opening up our emails. Mm -hmm. um, there's something really, really exciting about that. And there's been times where we've been kind of recognized places. Oh, you guys are the people behind well to do. And yeah. I think that's, that's, that's so awesome. rewarding. It's a really good reminder too. I mean, we all have people we admire and follow online now that, you know, we're only just a click away from all our biggest mentors and coaches that yeah. we look up to. But 
It's so wonderful to send them a message and let them know, hey, I've been loving your content because right now we're in this age of consumption, consumption, consumption. Well, what about starting more conversation, right? So if I'm on well-to-do's website or on your Instagram every single day, um, wouldn't it be nice to just reach out and say, hey, love what you're up to, keep doing what you're doing. Like start that conversation because I'm sure I'll hear back from you both, you know, whether it's just a thanks or, hey, we've got an event coming up. Like maybe we should think less consumption, more conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, so if there has been someone you've been following, I would encourage the listeners, just reach out, like let them know they're doing good work. So Um, amazing. So this has been very insightful. I love learning everything of how you launched this amazing online platform. Um, Where can listeners find out more about you or any events that you have coming up? Uh, welltodo.ca is our website. Um, yeah. You can subscribe there to our email newsletter. Yep, there'll be a little pop-up when you go onto our website for the first time, and if you don't see it, you can just scroll down, um, and there's a box to subscribe. The email newsletter goes out every Monday at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, Consistency. Yeah, go, so find us in your inbox Mondays at noon. And the one time we were late is because I had a meltdown at work, and Alyssa had a baby meltdown, <laughs> yeah. and we were half an hour late, Yeah. but I feel like I feel like we got, it's we got okay. one shot. It's okay. <laughs> We've been we doing were, it really well we for a really long time. So close. I think your so readers totally can okay. forgive you for <laughs> outstanding yeah. life circumstances. And if you do want to see um, <coughs> somewhat mediocre uh, stories that we do, uh, you can find us on Instagram yes. at Well To Do Canada. Amazing. Wow, well, way to sell it. <laughs> Please, Wait, now everyone's intrigued, okay? And I want to see how good you or do, bad. You, you want to see our authenticness and like our like kind of crappy self. Oh and videos of our husbands doing funny things. Yeah. Okay. We do that sometimes. We make them try products. Yeah, yeah that could be a whole series and it's yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna be a series. It's gonna be a series. Yeah, look, we are nothing on Instagram if not authentic. I yeah. love it. And that's we, what it's all it. about, right? Yeah. I mean nobody needs any more of the curated stuff. So exactly. Alyssa and Emmy, thank you for being on the Visionary thank Life you podcast. For reaching out to us. Absolutely. Yeah, this and, was awesome. Um yeah, I hope to attend one of the upcoming events and I will stay in touch with you both. Yeah, so thanks keep for being touch. on the show. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. What did you think? Did you learn something new, get inspired, or maybe you're ready to take some action on a new project? I hope so. My intention is to build community and conversation around the topics of building a visionary career path, entrepreneurship, and living the life you truly love. I'd love for you to join the Visionary Life Insiders community. Just search Visionary Life on Facebook. We talk about our favorite books and podcasts, things that make our lives easier, and the tough times and challenges faced as an entrepreneur, as well as all things visionary. You can also find me on Instagram, at Kelsey Rydell. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a gift and a little visionary love note to everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just snap a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. If you're interested in working together or collaborating, just head to KelseyRidal.com. Until next Sunday, have a visionary day.